protects us. That's the story, that's the, the title of our message today. Here is our Bible quote. It's taken from Matthew 13. And this is what Jesus said as he was talking about the kingdom of heaven. He said, it's like a trader who was looking for fine pearls. He found one that was very valuable, so he went away and he sold everything that he had and he bought that pearl. In the Bible, Jesus tells us and shows us many things about the kingdom of God. And here is one, one illustration that Jesus gives us of this pearl that this trader discovers And he sees it to be so valuable that he trades everything that he has in order to get this pearl of great price. And one of the, and, and the illustration that Jesus is making to us is that when we discover God's kingdom, it isn't that we have to give up everything we've got to gain it, because it cannot be bought. What it means is that once we've discovered it, we will realize that there's nothing else in this earth that compares to it. And we will be prepared to live our whole lives for it. And many, many times Jesus talks and illustrates the kingdom of God in picture form. A little bit later, we're going to be looking at another example. And as we work towards that, I want us just to be reminded of some simple but really important truths about God's kingdom. First of all, we ask this question. What is the kingdom of God? What is the kingdom of God? If Jesus talks about it so much, what is the kingdom of God? I think we've got a short video clip that we're going to show here. This is from one of my favorite movies, Lion King. Lion King. And it's the time when the little baby cub Sim Simba goes out with his dad, Mufasa, and his father shows him what is going to come into his hands when he grows up. Let's watch this.
So the, the object of showing that is, is not to show you children how to wake your parents up in the morning. The, the father lion, Mufasa, he is showing his son that one day his kingdom will be everything that the sun shines on. He was marking out an area, a piece of land. Now, when, when that young lion cub grew up, that became his kingdom, an area of land. But the kingdom of God is not defined by an area of land. It's not defined by a nation or a country. The Bible tells us that the kingdom of God is the royal power, it's the kingship, it's the dominion, it's the rule of God, and it's present every time his perfect will happens. The kingdom of God is not a place. The Bible says that the kingdom of God actually is in our hearts. The kingdom of God is a, an exact expression, an exact picture of what God is like. And so when his kingdom is in our heart, it is the same as him being in our hearts. Next question, where is the kingdom? Where is God's kingdom? One day, some people called Pharisees, they were um, religious leaders of that time. They come to Jesus, and as you read your Bibles, you'll find that they often had loads and loads of questions. And sometimes they were trying to trick Jesus. Other times they were genuinely interested to find the answer. And this is what they said to Jesus one day. They said, when will God's kingdom come? And Jesus replied to them, God's kingdom is not something you can see with your eyes. And people can't say, oh, here it is, or there it is. You see, the kingdom of God is within you, within your heart. And this is really, really important for us to understand about God's kingdom because we could spend a lot of time trying to find it somewhere in the world when all the time, because God lives in our heart as a Christian, his kingdom is in our heart. Next question, how do we come into God's kingdom? Or how does it come into our hearts? Because the Bible is really clear that not every single person has God dwelling in their hearts. And this is what the Bible says in the book of Colossians chapter 1. God has saved us from the kingdom of darkness. Let me just stop there. You see, if we're not living in God's kingdom, in other words, if God does not reign in our hearts, if we are not seeking to do what he wants us to do, then we're not in God's kingdom. Because people who are in God's kingdom, and when God's kingdom is in our heart, that's what we do. That's what it means to be in God's kingdom. And if we're not in God's kingdom, there's only one other place that we're at, 
And the Bible calls that the kingdom of darkness. And the kingdom of darkness has a ruler, has a king or a prince. And the Bible gives that, the, a name to that prince of the kingdom of darkness as Satan. One who is completely opposite to and opposed to God. Completely. And when we are in his kingdom, we do his things. We follow his nature. And it's sin. The Bible calls it sin. And the Bible says this, that if we remain in that kingdom, if we never ever make God the king of our hearts, then there is a place that is prepared for us, which is called hell. And, and that's the place where those who are in the kingdom of darkness will spend forever. But here's the great news. God doesn't want us to go there. In fact, hell was not created for people. Did you realize that? That's why it's so horrible. Hell was created for the devil. And so what God has done, he has made a way in which we can be rescued from the kingdom of darkness. And this is what Colossians 1 says. He has rescued us or he has saved us from the kingdom of darkness and he has brought us or transferred us into the kingdom of his son he loves, Jesus. Because of what the son has done, we have been set free. Because of him, all our sins are forgiven. Wow! I often say this in the nation's church. If you're in the habit of shouting, Amen, Hallelujah, or praise the Lord, that's a good place to do it. Because it's true. As those that are saved from our sin, we've been set free. We've been rescued from the kingdom of darkness. We're not in it anymore at all. We've been transferred into God's kingdom. He's taken us from the kingdom of darkness where there is sin and death, where we are away from God, we are separate from him, we are lost in our sin and we're guilty in our sin. He's taken us away from that completely. And he has made us as members of his kingdom, the kingdom of God, where we're saved from our sins. And we have true life. And we come close to God. And praise God, we can know what it is that our sins are completely forgiven. So how do we experience the kingdom of God? It's really simple. You know you can experience God's kingdom every minute of every day. You truly can. This is, listen to this verse in John 14. Jesus said, anyone who loves me will listen to my voice and will obey the Father and the Father will love him. Living in God's kingdom, you know, a lot of people have said to me, Pastor, it's so, so difficult. It's so complicated. And I have to say, I disagree. God has made it very simple. Jesus says, anyone who loves me listens to me and obeys me. It's only difficult when we 
want to do what we want to do. It's only difficult when we don't want to listen to Jesus and we don't want him to be our leader. And it gets really difficult. Shall I tell you when it's really difficult? When you try to live partly in God's kingdom, you, 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 you try to obey some of the things Jesus says, but you want to do what you want for the rest of the time. I think that's the hardest. But it's not difficult to live in God's kingdom when we simply listen to Jesus and we obey, we do what he says. That's how we experience God's kingdom. Because God's kingdom comes when his will is obeyed, is fulfilled. I said last week, heaven, heaven is where God's, God's kingdom is in its absolute perfection. Because in heaven, God's will happens all the time. That's why sometimes it's called the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus says, when you pray, pray like this. May your kingdom and your will come to this earth. And that's what God wants. You know what? I can't wait till next Integrate because we're going to take this even further. Today we're talking about how God's kingdom affects us individually. Next, week, next month we're going to talk about how God's kingdom in us affects the world. You don't want to miss that. So Jesus takes time to show us and to tell us what God's kingdom is like. He said, it's like a trader who's looking for a fine pearl. And he gives lots of different pictures. And one of those pictures is this. He says the kingdom of heaven is like yeast. Yeast is that strange ingredient that we put into bread that does remarkable things. I'm going to show you what it does in a moment. He said, it's like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Listen, even though she only put a tiny little bit of yeast in to three measures of flour, it permeated. That's a big word, isn't that? I had to look that one up in the dictionary. It spread completely. I was at um, Everland a couple of weeks back. Have you been there recently? No? It's a lot of fun. You should stay right till the end for the fireworks. They're amazing. Anyway, we stayed till the fireworks and we were driving home and there was this incredible smell. Outside, I add, outside. It was coming in through the the air vents of the car, and it permeated the whole of the car. And, and my granddaughter, Kaya, says, Oh, granddad, what's that? I said, it wasn't me. She believed me. But this smell permeated. It, it went into every air cell that there was. And, and we were trying to hold our breath. First of all, we opened the windows, but then found it was outside. So it got worse. It permeated, and I think it permeated our clothes as well. Anyway, that's what permeate means. Yeast, when it's in the dough mix, it, it spreads throughout the whole of the dough. And that's what the kingdom of God does in our hearts. Let me show you, we got it? Let me show you what dough does. You ready? Sorry, what yeast does in dough. Here we go. 
Here's the amazing bit. Look at this. This is a time lapse, by the way. This is not real time. How about that? So that's what Jesus meant when he said the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman put into dough. Can we show the before and after? Look, the picture on the, your left it is before the yeast started to do anything. And that's how it would stay if you didn't put yeast in. It would be a, 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 a sticky, lumpy, gooey, yucky, gross blob of dough and you put it in the oven and it's not very nice teacher dustin who teaches in in uh, rooted he taught this little lesson in rooted and and he made he made some dough without yeast in and he thought you know what it doesn't look too bad when he cooked it and he tried to eat it <laughs> and it was gross but that's on the left hand side that's dough when yeast is not working. And that's what a person is like when we don't have the kingdom of God, when God doesn't reign in our hearts. There's no life. There's no life in it. it we're just blobs. We're just gooey. There's no real life in us. But Jesus says the kingdom of heaven, when, when God lives in our hearts and we let him reign and rule there then it's like yeast in the dough and our lives become full of God's life full of flavor have you ever had freshly baked bread there's not much that beats that if any of you have got bread makers, you set them going at night time and you wake up to the, to the smell of freshly cooked bread. It's beautiful, that aroma. And there's something very beautiful about the life of a person in whose heart God rules and reigns. There's something very attractive. Something very beautiful and life-giving. And this is the thing I want us to capture today. Jesus said that the kingdom of God is like yeast that's in bread or in dough. It spreads throughout the whole of the dough. Sometimes I think we understand that God living in us only affects some parts of our lives. Maybe only, it only affects our Sunday mornings. Yeah? Maybe we, we, we're a certain way right the way through the week and then suddenly Sunday morning we think, oh, I'm, I'm going to church service and we hope that God's kingdom changes us in some way. Or in those moments when no one's looking, maybe we think, oh, wow, God's kingdom doesn't really affect me then but you know the truth is this if we let it God's kingdom has the power and the ability to affect every part of our lives so what does that mean 
Well, that means, you know those relationships, those friendships that you have that go wrong, that sometimes hurt you? If you turn and seek to God and say, God, what am I meant to do when my friend says this to me and hurts me? What response do you want me to have? What happens in your kingdom? Do you know what will happen? Do you know what will happen? God will tell you. And he will show you how to respond. And in that friendship, that relationship, you can be part of bringing God's kingdom. And that can be in your school friends, in your work colleagues, in your family. And, and adults, you know, when things go wrong in, in life, challenges at work, challenges in our relationship, in our marriages, challenges in our finances, maybe we don't know what the future is for us. God's kingdom is like yeast, and if we will let it, it has the ability to influence and affect, to permeate every part of our lives. When you get sick, does anybody ever get sick here? Just recently, I, I hurt my back really bad. I had to lay on a bed for four days because I was in so much pain. But you know what I did? I seeked, sought for the kingdom of God. I was having conversations with God. God, what, what am I to do? What is it that you want to do for me? What is your word so that I can be healed? And God gave me his word. Praise God, I'm healed. When we seek for it, we will find it. And that is something that we've talked about before. God's kingdom is in our heart because God lives and rules as king in our heart. And God's kingdom happens whenever we do what God tells us to do. Many times we don't do what God tells us to do. And the reason is really simple because we haven't asked him. We've done what we thought, or we've done what everybody else does. And God's kingdom only comes in one way, and that's when we make God our king by doing what he tells us to do. And the Bible tells us in Matthew 7 that we are to continually seek for God's kingdom. If we want God's kingdom and his rule to affect and permeate the whole of our life, we need to continually seek for it. Searching for God's will. Asking him what he wants us to do so that we can obey it. And we need to keep allowing God to reign in our hearts. I found this amazing picture. I did a Google image search and I found this amazing picture of a loaf of bread in, in the shape of a heart. And I thought, wow, how, how good is that for us today? You know, we could, we could look at that piece of bread before, it was, before the yeast had any effect on it and it, it wouldn't look anywhere near so good and it wouldn't taste anywhere near so good. It would just be a sticky, lumpy mess. But when that yeast works in it, it turns it into a beautiful loaf. And when we allow God to have his way in our hearts, 
then our lives begin to reflect and to show the beauty of who God is. The Bible says if anyone is a Christian, they're like, well, they are a new creation. God has made us new. Every single part of us, all of the old has gone and everything has become new. And this is what the Bible teaches us as well. Everything that Jesus did, we do. We don't have to go to Calvary, praise God. But the same life that Jesus lived, we live. The same life that filled him and flooded his heart is the same life that fills and floods our hearts. And I was thinking about these images and I was thinking, I don't want my life to be this bowl of yucky dough. It just sits there, it's lifeless, it's dead, it has no purpose. Maybe you could use it as glue or adhesive or something like that, but nothing else. But to think about what a life looks like when the kingdom of God has, has spread, has permeated and has affected every area. Young people, if you consider yourself to be young, I'm talking to you. Don't think this is just something for oldies. Don't think that you have to wait until you're a certain age, until you've matured. My friends, the kingdom of God is consistent and it's available for everyone. The fullness of it, to be able to experience God's kingdom spreading right throughout our lives. How does it happen when we seek God and we're willing to obey him? And then our lives begin to reflect his greatness, his beauty, his glory. September, we'll talk more about that in terms of how it impacts this world. Did you get it? What is the kingdom of God like? Yeast. Let me try again. What's the kingdom of God like? And how much of our life does it affect? Praise God. We've got it. Let's pray.